Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. WWE television has been rather kind to its viewership since SummerSlam 2021, with Raw and SmackDown both delivering the kind of big, vignette-worthy moments the company claims to specialize in. But things like drafts and hot-shotted title changes are often exercises in papering over bigger cracks. And for the wrestlers I'm about to talk about today who linger in WWE's creative abyss, those problems haven't gone away. I'm Andy from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestlers who have had enough of WWE's shit. Number 10. Sheamus. Sheamus is a tough, tough man who routinely beats the piss out of his opponents and lets them beat the piss out of him as well. On top of this, he's been pretty well booked in 2021, working feuds with the likes of Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest before moving to SmackDown. He's doing all right, really, Sheamus, but his get-up, on the other hand, is a different matter entirely. With the hat and the coat and everything else. Poor Seamus looks like he is decked out as a bargain rack version of Brad Pitt's character from Snatch. He's a legitimate tough guy who WWE make look like a cartoon character, a prize fighter who too often looks like a prize prick. And why? Number 9. Kevin Owens. Look at the state of Kevin Owens' face as he walks out on the October 1st draft episode of SmackDown. While Just Keep Fighting was displaying on the Titantron above him, KO just looked like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. And with his WWE contract seemingly expiring within the next few months, maybe he will be. Both Owens and the Young Bucks have teased the former Kevin Steen jumping ship to, you know, that other place. He's had a good run in WWE. WWE, all things considered, and if it is coming to an end, well, Kevin isn't doing the best job of hiding that at the moment. Number 8. Mace. Mace and T-Bar were one of the four WWE groups that were split up in the 2021 draft, and while you can make an argument that T-Bar will be fine given his previous run as Dominic Dijakovic, Mace's prospects are a little harder to feel enthusiastic about. Best known as a commentator before joining Retribution, Mace had a rough run in the tag team with T-Bar, but sticking with Big T was almost certainly his best chance of making TV on a semi-regular basis. Now, I'd love to be proven wrong on this one, and for that matter, literally every other entry on this list, but, oh man, I don't know. Number 7. John Morrison 
When John Morrison split from The Miz in late April, it should have been the start of the singles push that his loyal fans have been waiting for from the moment he came back into WWE in 2020. Instead, Miz ended up pissing off to film Dancing with the Stars, Morrison jobbed out to Omos in two minutes, one week, and then carrying Cross the next, and now... He's absolutely buggered. This has been a crash course in how not to push a wrestler. And sure, it's a pain in the arse that Miz isn't around at the moment to wrap up that feud, but anything, anything would have been better than monster fodder. For now, Morrison is adrift. Number six, Dana Brooke. Spare a thought for Dana Brooke, who didn't wrestle on Raw at all between July, August and September, and then returned in an 80-second squash to Shayna Baszler on the 4th of October, during which Corey Graves absolutely buried her on commentary. Now, Corey was almost certainly working here, but insinuating that Brooke hadn't progressed in eight years as a WWE wrestler and that the company should cut their losses with her is a pretty harsh assessment, and it doesn't exactly do much to help WWE viewers invest in her. And going by Dana's Instagram response in which she called Corey a clown several times, it's safe to say that she probably isn't particularly chuffed about the situation either. Number 5. Shane Thorne At the time of recording, Shane Thorne hasn't appeared on WWE programming since the 1st of April. That, my friends, is six long months. He was sent to SmackDown shortly after Retribution exploded, but then he went undrafted in October and now, as he struggles to escape the ashes of the worst stable in modern WWE history, it looks like he's in the process of being rebranded as Crocodile Dundee. The former Slapjack has hit Twitter to claim that the new gimmick was his idea and that he was inspired by Nikki Ash. This kind of says it all. Shane obviously knows that if he wants to break through in WWE, he has to make a tit out of himself. It's a sad state of affairs, and I really wish it wasn't the case. Number 4. Shotzi and Knox Shotzi and Knox won their first women's tag team title contendership match against Tamina and Natalia on the 16th of July. Then Natty got injured, but fair enough, surely Shotzi and Knox would get their title shot when she came back, right? Nope, I'm afraid not. Even after winning yet another contendership match against the same team a month later, they still didn't get their shot, and... Then Tamina and Natalia lost the tag team titles, and then Shotzi and Tegan were drafted to different brands in the 2021 draft. Thus far, their main roster runs have been completely rotten, so here's hoping they fare better as singles wrestlers. Number 3. Karrion Cross. He's only a couple of months into his main roster run, but make no mistake, Karrion Cross is absolutely cooked as a top-level threat. There can be no coming back from a horrendous anti-push that has stripped away everything that made him effective in NXT and replaced it with empty bollocks. From losing Scarlet and the banana skin loss to Jeff Hardy, to his boo-boo face on his first main event appearance and his new fondness for bondage gear, Cross has been booked like ass. His endeavours play out to dead silence from live crowds on WWE shows. Nobody cares about this guy. The audience have disconnected from a man whose weaknesses have been enhanced and his strengths hidden is the exact opposite of how effective pro wrestling presentation is supposed to work. Number 2. 
Zelina Vega. This one's actually kind of sad, considering that Malachi Black revealed that Zelina Vega returned to WWE, giving up the rights to her Twitch channel in the first place so that she could work with her husband, who was then released. Add to this the fact that she racked up a total of zero wins in her first eight matches back with the company, and it's clear that fate has dealt her a cruel, cruel hand. Now, Vega does make TV almost every single week, so she's at least present, but to be honest, not making TV would probably be preferable to some of the crap they've had her do and the losing habit that she has inherited. And at number one, Samoa Joe. On the 12th of September, Samoa Joe vacated the NXT title. Since then, nothing. Joe claimed that he would be out for an indeterminate period of time, but not long. But if he wasn't going to be out for a long time, why vacate the belt in the first place? Something doesn't really add up here, because if Joe was only going to be on the shelf for what he called a brief spell, why not do what Natalia recently did with the women's tag team title and just hold on to it for a little while? Would there really have been that much of a difference between starting NXT 2.0 with Joe and not Tommaso Ciampa as the top guy? I mean, look, they're veteran wrestlers, and neither of them immediately appear to fit Vince McMahon's new vision for developmental, so yeah, it's probably safe to say that Joe might not be thrilled with how things have been going, and I don't want to sit here and stoke up wacky conspiracy theories or whatever, but the situation is deeply strange, and here's hoping that Joe returns to TV before long. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 